When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Studio I here on Radio Row in Indianapolis. Of course, the I does stand for Indianapolis. The I also stands for um, in our bag, which we were last night at the bars here in Indianapolis. We were in our bag. and The accomplishment uh, is being here right now. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> the live stands for being alive. Yes. yes. Uh, we are alive. We made it. We made it through the night. Uh, and through the morning, and then through a second morning when we had to wake up. Uh, and we are here, and, uh, you know, couldn't be happy. How are you guys feeling? I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually doing much better than I thought I would be doing. Um, I thought I, I honestly thought I would be a little bit uh, the worse for the wear. Maybe that'll kick in this afternoon. I can tell you probably after this podcast is done, I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah, yeah. I but, just got to yeah. do this real quick. Mace deserves a round of applause. He was the one who made it for the uh, 8 a.m. <laughs> media availability yeah. this morning. I've already submitted the uh, Sam Howell transcript to the PFWA database. Wow. So that's uh, that's oh, what I was had, working on. In you had alternative um, uh, uh, responsibilities this morning. Correct. Well, that's, you know, basically you get access to all the transcripts, which certainly proves helpful over the next uh, few days and weeks. But uh, I took the bullet. I as I as I said to a couple people last night, I made a rookie mistake, and after Combine 18, I shouldn't be making rookie mistakes. But I signed up for an 8 a.m. transcript, uh, or actually 8:30, yeah. I should say. Cause all right, all right. Matt Crow went at eight, and then I was I was actually wanting to talk to Caleb Ellaby, but he was a little bit late, so I I only got to be part, there for part of that, and then uh and then Howell was there at 8:30, and of course Howell did talk with the Broncos. He talked to he. Really enjoyed meeting with Nathaniel Hackett, he mentioned as well. Of course, that's his second meeting with the Broncos because he met with George Payton and the scouting staff down at the com- the, at the Senior Bowl. That's one of the interesting things with all these top quarterbacks. The Broncos met with all of them in Mobile, mm. and now they're getting a second meeting with all of them here, but the coaches are involved with this, so it's taking on different flair. Like Those meetings in Mobile were kind of get to know you. The meetings going on here are... As Nathaniel Hackett said yesterday, it's not about the whiteboards, doing it on the iPad and that sort of thing. So, And uh, speaking of get to know you, get to know Sam Howell. 
as I was gonna, uh, I was gonna say in terms of Sam Howell enjoying meeting uh, Nathaniel Hackett, can relate, can relate. Uh, um, some more round of applause, round of applause for me and Zach. We got coffees this morning. Yep, yep, uh, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Good for us. Uh, you need them. Yeah, round of applause for Allie. Yep. Yes. For yep. everything she does. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that'll uh, that gets us. You know, just trying to yeah, get yeah, the blood yeah. flow, get those arms. Pretty, moving, pretty, you know? pretty weak rounds of applause though. Those yeah. are golf claps. <laughs> those yeah, hardly to the round. round of applause we got over there. That's true. That's true. Those guys, they might not have been out till 4 a.m. Oh, I don't think so. No, <laughs> no, no. We have a lot of yeah. people in the comments saying good morning. Yeah, well, yeah. It's a morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Germany, actually, oh. from Jules. Shout out Jules oh. in Germany. So it's 4:36 uh, p.m. over there in uh, Deutschland. Yes. Okay, so speaking of Sam Howell, that transitions us nicely to his biggest comp, uh, which is Baker Mayfield. A lot of people like comping Sam Howell to Baker Mayfield, so maybe we keep an eye on Sam Howell. But something interesting happened yesterday, and I thought it was notable. The idea of the Broncos trading for a quarterback kept coming up. We Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit yesterday about how George Payton volunteered it out of nowhere when asked if he would rather get a quarterback through the draft or through free agency, he tossed in trade. Then he went on to talk about how they're going to leave no stone unturned. And then one other time, uh, I guess he said, uh, you never know what quarterback's going to become available. And all of that points trade, trade, trade. Now it's easy to just say Aaron Rodgers all all day, and we can talk about Aaron Rodgers all day. Should we? I mean, some people would love that, some people would hate that. But it got us thinking, too, who else could the Broncos trade for? Mm-hmm. Is there a, a list of guys who are fringe available um, that if you, you know, maybe decided you fell in love with a guy or maybe like a Baker Mayfield, you said he could do better for us than he does for them. What does the list of quarterbacks look like who the Broncos could trade for beyond Aaron Rodgers? Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure that – Boy, this kind of dives into the comment we had yesterday of value, of contract size, and this is the area where I say no, 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 no. But you know what? It's something that teams do because how many great quarterbacks are there? There's five great quarterbacks, or elite quarterbacks, then there's 10 quarterbacks that, that you want on your team, and then there's 22 other quarterbacks that teams have to fill. And that's obviously the Broncos have gone the route of kind of getting the last 10 yeah. in that mm-hmm. list the, the past five or six years. Uh, but there is room in that 10 to 20 range and it's just it's it's certainly a possibility. I mean, it, you would be negligent to not even talk about those guys. Exactly, and with all those, you are talking about an upgrade. That's the thing. I mean, maybe you're not going to be able to get to the elite level, but if you can upgrade to that mid to that middle tier and middle tier with some explosiveness, because you know by some metrics, Teddy Bridgewater is mid tier, but clearly wasn't enough. But are there quarterbacks who kind of get to that point? that offer that downfield explosiveness that Nathaniel Hackett has said he wants. Right, right. You know, at his opening press conference. And so that's where you start saying, okay, who are these guys? Are there guys with untapped up- upside that maybe, okay, they're at that level, but in the right situation they can get to, say, that, uh, let's call it the Derek Carr tier, right? Mm. Ooh, that you can coach him up to the Derek Carr tier. All right, so. Which Vic Fangio says, hey, is good, is, is good enough to win with. Yep. So and, where do we start here? Do we start with Baker? Sure. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Is Baker Mayfield an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater? He uh, 
It depends. <laughs> like we talked about yesterday, Baker Mayfield has had two very good years, and he has had two bad years, to, to, to put it frankly. We broke it down yesterday, pretty much 60% completion and one touchdown to one interception ratio in those bad years. That is, that is really bad. Yeah. And, and it's so, not like he's putting up prolific <laughs> touchdown numbers either. No. You know, the 30-30 right. Winston season, at least that was electric. That got him benched. Yes, it did. Too. Yeah. And, and rightfully so, I would say. But the point is that's, you know, that's a hell of a lot better at least from an excitement standpoint as 14 to 14 or right, right. 17 to 14. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, Baker, I think he was 22 and 21 one year um and then 14 and 13. Is that right, Mace? Yeah, it's, it was uh yeah, 22, 21 and 2019, 17 and 13 in 20. Se- 17 and then and the other two years Rookie season came in a couple games into the year was a 27-14. And then his third year, when, of course, the Browns finally won in the playoffs for the first time since Bill Belichick was their coach, that was the 26-8 to year. Mm. Yep. And, okay. and we all kind of thought, I think, after they, the playoffs and, the, and they narrowly lost at Kansas City, thought this kid's heading somewhere, right? Yep. And was that Stefanski's first year? Yes. Okay. So that is in this, in this system. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's shown that he can succeed in this system or a similar system. Which makes, I think, his failures last year all the more curious because it was year two with Stefanski running the running that iteration of the Kubiak-Shanahan offense. Well, it was all Baker's, or it was all OBJ's fault, right? He just went on to win the Super yeah. Bowl. Nothing, now, he no was, now, of course, we know Baker Mayfield was hurt. Yes. And... I, I would ar- I, and I would argue this. He probably should have been shelved for longer, and we could kind of see that when Case Keenum came in against the Broncos, a healthy Case Keenum was a better quarterback than a basically about a fifty percent Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the injury stuff. I feel like we never talk about enough. I think um, media as a whole doesn't give enough leeway to the guys who are playing hurt, mm-hmm. uh, and so like. Baker playing through an injury like he did last year on his throwing shoulder, right? Yeah. Or was it his off? No, it was his non-throwing shoulder. Okay, it was his non-throwing shoulder, so that's a little better. But when these guys play through injury, you're not – like, you shouldn't judge them for that. Mm -hmm. And it's a tough place for them to be. And I think, you know, if if they could go back in time, Baker's agent would have told him, you can't – don't play. Yeah. Don't play. You you can't – if you're not yourself, don't play. Because now that's why we're having this conversation, right? is maybe the Browns, you know, the, the his personality wore a little more thin as he wasn't playing well. Obviously, they lost a bunch. I don't think he would be available, but if Nathaniel Hackett said, I love this guy, and I think that we can win big with this guy, go get him, I think George Payton would listen. So what would that trade look like? Well, and there, there's many things to this, and I actually do think he would be available. I think Baker wants out, and I think the Browns want him out as well. But I think they're being smart about this. They understand how hard it is to get a quarterback, especially them. I mean, they've got – we think the Broncos have gone through a lot of quarterbacks the past couple of years. In the past couple of decades, the Browns have cycled through quarterbacks. So they're being smart about this. They're not just kicking him out. But I do think if there was an offer there, they would be willing to trade him. And we are talking about a former number one overall pick. We're mm-hmm. talking about a guy who has shown up side before so we're talking uh, first second I think best case scenario is a high second but I mean I think what you I don't I mean I don't think it would be sick pick 64 even though he's on the last year of his deal fifth year option of course uh, that was picked up 18 million yeah I mean that's 
That's mid. You know what? That's that's mid tier. You know, for a quarter or slightly below mid tier. But it puts it puts him in that kind of in that range where you're not tied to him for the future, but you want to see you want to see where he goes. Well, and can't you make the the Matt Stafford claim for Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. which is like, don't look at it as oh he couldn't go anywhere with the Browns. Yeah. Look at it as look how far he got the Browns. That's actually impressive compared to what they normally are. He is unquestionably the best quarterback they've had since they came back into the league in 1999. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And so you can make the Matt Safford case where you say, put this guy in a competent franchise and surround him with, you know, good players and good people and good vibes, which, you know, they literally call Cleveland Stadium the factory of sadness. So not good vibes there. Um, and, And get the best out of him. Um, I think it's actually pretty intriguing. I can definitely talk myself into it. Not <laughs> coincidentally, the fact that I was a big Baker guy coming in anyway, but um, I think I think you can talk yourself into the upside there, and and you can go through the Matt Stafford thing. So I think I'd be willing to give a first-round pick for Baker. I'm completely out on mm. Baker, and the reason isn't a first-round pick. I'm okay with that. What I don't like is that contract. You inherit an $18 million contract this year. That's totally fine. If you're trading a first-round pick for him, though, you are signing him to an extension right when you get him in the door. And he's not going to be $18 million a year for for two years with $20 million guaranteed, and it's a Teddy Bridgewater team-friendly contract. No, no, no. You're paying him $30 million a year for five years. That's a, that's a steal. $150 million for a guy that can easily go out next year and the year after that and go one-to-one. Or you're paying him $35 million, maybe $40 million. We'll see what Kyler Murray gets. If he, if Kyler gets so, $46 million, you see Aaron Rodgers get 50 Then you're talking about Baker getting $37, $40 million, and I'm completely out on that. A five-year deal, you think it would be a five-year deal. I mean, you look at, for example, when the Vikings signed Kirk Cousins, every last dollar was guaranteed, but that was a three-year deal. Yep, okay, so I mean, we're talking three years, $120 million. Fully guaranteed. Let's say a uh, hundred. I I wouldn't say it gets tough. Okay, okay, yeah. uh, uh, hundred. Let's say a hundred. Let's say hundred. Fully guaranteed, and honestly, that's no different than a five-year deal because no. it, if yeah. you do a five-year deal, one hundred fifty million, it's going to be a hundred million guaranteed. guaranteed. If Nathaniel yeah. Hackett says that's my guy, then yeah, and then the success or failure of the Hackett era would be based on Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Yeah, and is that's... he? And I I don't know if he's willing to roll the dice on one guy. It's like apply. It's like what they would call suiciding in college applications, only applying to one school. Mm-hmm. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett's at the point, unless we're talking about an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Even I wasn't where, uh, one, only apply. I, I applied to multiple. I, yeah. don't, know, hey, I don't know why. Class yeah. for that. Class for that. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you actually applied somewhere other than CU, but you were smart. And you I applied think, to CSU. Can you believe that? That, that, uh, that I absolutely <laughs> did not do. <laughs> did you apply to any other schools in Colorado besides CU? Uh, No. Harvard of the West, DU? No, I applied to ASU. That's mm, the only other okay. school I applied to. Okay. Um, there was no essay. Shout out ASU. Applied <laughs> <laughs> for that, actually. No essay. Just fill out the thing and, and uh, you're, you applied. No essay, even though if you went down there, presumably you, you would be going to Cronkite and you've been in a good journalism school. Yeah, much better to write than the one bit. I actually went to. <laughs> but I don't know if I would have got into Cronkite. When we went to school... See, you didn't actually have a journalism school. It was a journalism program. Yeah, so, so I had a double a major. Yeah, yeah. Mm, double major. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> but now CS- CU's program is very good. 
CMCSU. You wanted to see CSU. No, I, I see remember. that, Allie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways. But, yeah, I mean, uh, basically, if you trade for Baker Mayfield game and extension, it would be uh, – that's Nathaniel okay. Hackett's guy, and that's it. Is he willing yeah. to make that commitment? What, I don't about, think so. Something about you saying Nathaniel Hackett's guy and Baker Mayfield in the same sentence – made me realize there's just no way Baker Mayfield would be Nathaniel Hackett's guy, I, in, in my eyes. No. N- learning what I've learned about Nathaniel Hackett over the last week or so. Claps for Nathaniel. Uh, <laughs> is, I don't, that attitude, there's just no way he would be attracted to that. Yeah. Same thing with Kyler. Um, now, I think maybe Kyler's one of those guys, you know, like head coaches always make exceptions for the best players on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You absolutely make an ex- uh, an exception, I think, for a guy like Kyler. But with Baker, where it's like, ah, oh, he's a fringe guy. You're going to have to give up a lot to get him. You're going to have to pay him a lot. Mm-hmm. I think th- his attitude, which I, I actually like. Now, obviously, you got to win or else it starts to look bad. I don't think that would mesh all that well with Nathaniel Hackett's, you know, positivity, good vibes all the time. I don't, Not to say that he, you know, if, if he inherited Baker, it couldn't work. I just don't think he would be pounding the table saying that's my guy. I agree. Yep, I I completely agree. And also, that that's too much of a risk for a first time head coach to go out and get a guy that's going to be a gamble one year on, one year off. That that that's risky. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Who else? Um. So, do we want to talk about Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G? Um. Yeah. Okay. Kirk Cousins. Hmm. Kind of would go along (laughs) in terms of vibe checks and fit. I could see that. Yep, I could as well. Uh, Jimmy G. I could see it working. Not not necessarily like the perfect match made in yeah. heaven, but I could see it fitting. Kirk, it, the thing is with Kirk, it always comes back to the money. And there's just, it, I don't think it's justifiable. Just yeah. period. Yeah, and and, and here's, here's the thing about Jimmy G and Kirk is they're kind of the opposites, right? Jimmy G doesn't put up Star Wars numbers, but he wins. And Kirk doesn't win, and he puts up Star Wars numbers. Kirk's stats are incredible last year yep. outside of the quarterback wins, and I think that's where quarterback wins is important <laughs> is because Kirk Cousins just was not able to get it done, and we all know his his record. I know he broke it a little bit this mm-hmm. year, but uh, in primetime games, Kirk Cousins is so bad yep. and yeah. just no clutch factor at all. And is that a guy who can be the pilot? Uh, or is he just part of the plane that's going along there? And, and I think it's very clear that he's not a guy that's going to carry you mm-hmm. to the end game. And if you're paying him $40 million a year, which is the number that he threw out or his, his side threw out earlier this offseason, he's got to be the guy. That is paying elite money to a non-elite player, mm-hmm. and that's where you get in trouble. Now, I, I just want to share with you a comment from the Vikings' new general manager at his press conference yesterday about uh, Kirk Cousins. Says, quote, he's one of the first phone calls I made. One of the funny things I loved about being in this job is that you come in with preconceived notions about NFL players. Then you get here, and they're just so different. They're all so talented. Uh, I, I text my Wall Street buddies all the time. They would all take our jobs just so we're clear. Kirk is no different. Just incredibly talented, smart, detailed. The level of detail of things we talked about was incredible. I won't share that with you guys, but he's an incredible person. I'm excited to work with him. Mm. Take him off the board. Broncos won't be paying him $40 million. (laughs) That's not the worst thing. I mean, and and don't forget, Kevin O'Connell is basically keeping the offense the same in terms of the scheme, Mm -hmm. bringing a little bit more of the McVay into it, it, but at the same time, it's the Kubiak-Shanahan offense. It's all all different branches of the same tree. Yep. And that was a big part of the reason why they hired Kevin O'Connell was – 
they they know that that contract is hard to trade. The answer isn't coming in this year's draft. I think they're just trying to hold on for one more year and see if Cousins can 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 figure out how to take the Star Wars numbers, as you guys put it, and become an actual winning quarterback. Which, by the way, if Aaron Rodgers has played his last game with the Packers, not we don't you know, or maybe he comes back, but if he retires or whatever. The Vikings become the favorite in that division yeah. for all their flaws. And even if he does come back, remember that we talked about earlier, Packers-Vikings, Kirk Cousins versus Aaron Rodgers, it's 4-3-1 in the Packers' favor. And Crazy. they play a lot of close games against each other. And that's why I think he, even though the Vikings may look totally dysfunctional in some ways, they look at those games and say, look, we're not that far off the Packers, even, yep. even with them at full strength. Yep. Yep. I'm realizing now that the, the Matt Stafford comp is going to be the new version of, like, the Ryan Tannehill comp where everyone mm-hmm. is like, who's the next mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill reclamation product? And the, the Josh Allen thing, which is everyone's like, oh, you know, our quarterback who sucks through his first year and a half um, can be the next Josh Allen. This is going to be the new Matt Stafford because I'm thinking, like, okay, well, Kirk Cousins played for the football team right. and the Vikings. And mm-hmm. what did we say about Matt Stafford all season? I lost a bunch of bets on Matt Stafford doesn't win primetime games. Matt right. Stafford doesn't win against, you know, uh, winning teams, all this stuff. Well, he moved, now he does. Um, so I, it, it, you can make a case like that for Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. but it doesn't sound like he's, uh, he's going to be available. Mm-hmm. Real quick, want to give a shout-out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. Shout-out. MSUDenver.edu slash online. You can go check out all they have to offer. They've got tons to offer. Also, head on down to the DNVR bar tonight. It's a Jokic night, uh, and I don't know, every Jokic night is a blessing. Um, So head down to the DNVR bar and take in your blessings with other like-minded people and thank whatever force from above sent Nikola Jokic to Denver. (laughs) And you got to check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook to get in on maybe a same-game parlay with Jokic. Just do the the RK special, a different RK special. You pretty much do points, assists, rebounds on Jokic, and and you're you're good there. You just got to pick one that he's going big on. Mm-hmm. So you pick, every night you're like, is it a points night or a rebounds night? It's usually not. He doesn't go crazy on assists most of the time. Um, but you pick one, and you're like, I think, I'm thinking 14 rebounds tonight. And then you go a little softer on points. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you throw in seven and a half assists. Yep. Because um, he pretty much always has somewhere between seven and ten assists. Yep. And uh, and then you just you let it ride, and you uh, you just watch the whole game, except for when Jokic is on the bench, and you can like go to the bathroom or do some laundry. Or something. <laughs> and that's when you see your account grow over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you want to start your account with a hundred dollars in free bets, all you have to do is bet one dollar on this weekend's UFC 272. Bet on the main event one dollar, and you'll get a hundred dollars in free bets, no matter what happens. So anything can happen as long as you have that $1 bet placed. You get $100 in free bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And so make sure to go to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app, and use the code DNVR when you sign up to get this offer. Place $1, and you get $100 in free bets to start your account. Minimum $5 deposit for six and supplies. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And you know what? If you win at DraftKings, you'll have more beer money, right? And so what better place to uh, spend that? Then on some delicious Breckenridge brews, or you can come down, down the DMVR bar, get the RK special to go along with the RK special if you're talking <laughs> about Nicole Jokic. But if you're not in Denver and you want to find out where to get some of those delicious Breckenridge brews, just go on their website, at Brecken, and then you can go to the Breck Beer Locator and find the nearest spot to you to get some of those delicious 
Breckenridge Brews. If you're in a city or even a small town, you're probably not too far from someplace that has those delicious Breckenridge Brews, so you can get a taste of Colorado wherever you go, even if you're far away. Yes, you can get Breck Brews around here as well, Yep. here in downtown Indianapolis. You can get them here. You can get them almost anywhere in the country. So check all that out. Find out where to get Breck beers at the, via the Breck Beer Locator. And Breckenridge Brewery, of course, is the official beer of DMVR. Yeah, I, you just inspired me. I want to make a menu at DNVR where every single food item is just labeled RK Special. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just pull out. I'm like, can I get the RK Special with the side of the RK Special? Um, all right, who else is on the list here, Zach? I saw you I saw you crafting this list up. I feel like it's probably only going downhill from here, so we might be able to move a little faster. Well, you mentioned Brian Tannehill. What about oh. him? Let, let's say, uh, and this isn't one that's been talked about a lot, but let's say uh, Aaron Rodgers goes to Tennessee. And then Ryan Tannehill is available. It's a really interesting thought. And, and as I look around and I say, if I was Aaron Rodgers, what would I do? Well, of course, I would go to Denver because um, Denver's the best. But what else would I potentially Live in do? Boulder, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, no eh, I, don't, I don't know. Whoa. Him and Shailene were seen uh, at like a farmer's market or something together. In so Boulder? Not in Boulder. Great but farmer's uh, market. That would very but much make sense. But that means they're, that they're talking again. I, I don't think they were ever broken up. This yeah. was like... The Tom Brady uh, scoop all over again. Yep. Just missed on it. Um, now, it might happen mm-hmm. later, just like Tom Brady uh, actually retiring. But I don't think they were ever broken up. I think they had conversations about the direction of their relationship. Mm. And I think, that, in other words, like the whole thing of, oh, he puts too much emphasis on football. I think there may have been something to that. But I think they... One way or the other, worked it. They worked it out. How dare Man. that football player focus on and, football? And now that it's off season, he's like, "Babe, I promise." Yeah, I, he said, I, things I are going to be different. It, things will be different for now. I'll the, go to the, Denver and care way less. It's crazy. Could you imagine? This is like a leaked. Like Shailene leaked this to the media to get his attention. This oh. is like football business, oh. but in a relationship. It's Smoke so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Not to be confused with cuffing season. Um, and maybe she just uh, maybe what? she maybe maybe she is in. With Aaron Rodgers on this kind of, let's just get everyone hyper about this. Talking about oh, us. Talking she, over she, and over. Yeah, oh, yeah. She, knows, I mean, she, she knows how to play the game. She's an actress. She is aware yeah. of all that stuff. Yep. This is the first time uh, in two days that people have been staring at us. <laughs> <laughs> Are we yelling? No, I think it's just that we're having a non-football conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. I right. should have heard your bachelor talks from former uh, Combine trips oh, yeah. when you guys got Mace yes. to watch. Oh, oh that was great. That's very yes, true. Yeah, and awesome. I recall falling asleep. <laughs> Yeah, you don't recall. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so what I was going to say is another amazing option would be going to Nashville mm-hmm. if you're Aaron Rodgers. I mean, mm-hmm. it has everything he wants, big bright lights, big, you know, all that stuff. Um, he's a cowboy hat guy, yep. um, mm-hmm. so that helps. And then you go and you get to play with Derrick Henry and Julio Jones. You kidding me? A.J. Brown? And you get, and to, you get to play for a good coach. Imagine, like, he's been shouldering the load for his entire career. He does everything for the Packers. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he gets to turn around and hand it to Derrick Henry 15, 20 times a game. Yep, that'll help. That'll that help would, a lot. That's got to sound great for a guy who's retirement age. Mm-hmm. Say, wow, I'll take – I mean, he would probably take 60 to 70% less hits. Yeah. Yeah. Derrick Henry – in that equation, could be his trail Davis to John Elway. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, we, should, we should say this a little quieter. Like there might be a Titans personnel around here taking our ideas. <laughs> but well, we have the Lions right here, yeah. so don't talk about Malik. Oh uh, yeah, you can't have Malik. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
Enough about Aaron. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. I mean, you probably like that. I, th- I think I would. He's now, a guy in the past three years, 76 touchdowns to 27 picks, so mm-hmm. three to one, and he has 67% completion. Now, they don't have a Derrick Henry for him to turn around and, and hand it off to, but they might have someone who could potentially kind of sort of be kind of like Derrick Henry. He's, he's not Derrick Henry it, it, by any, because no one is, yeah. but mm-hmm. if, if we're talking about that next tier, Javante yeah. Williams should be there yes, this year. Mm-hmm. Yes, he should. And so you can kind of talk yourself into that. It's more about what it. What do you got to give up. I think you would have most of the leverage in a yep. deal for Dryden Tannehill on a team that just mm-hmm. traded. They're not going to pay their backup quarterback. What's he making? 30-plus? A lot. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, he resigned. Uh, that 30 number is irrelevant to me now. Um, that's mm-hmm. the going rate. Do you want a decent quarterback? You're paying them $30 million. Um, so I'm not that concerned about the cap number, and I think you'd be able to get a decent trade. I kind of like it. Would you be worried, though, about the fact that his interception rate did spike this year? Yep. And then most famously, like, in the, the divisional round. Terrible. Yeah, he had, you know, he had, as John Fox might say, he had a bad, picked a bad day to have a bad day. I mean, it was, he was approaching Jake DeLome territory. Oh, and I hate, I hate to invoke that name, but, you know. Here's what I would that's say. The stand, that's the standard for playoff meltdowns, right, is Jake DeLome? I, yeah. Yes. I feel the opposite about the interception rate going up. Why did the interception rate go up? Because the usage went up. Uh, it was it was bound to happen when Derrick Henry went down. But conversely, he kept that train on the tracks. Yeah. And not only – like, they didn't just make the playoffs. They got the number they one seed. They were the number one they, seed in the AFC. And so and they beat some tough teams as well. I mean, the, San Francisco came in and knowing – we didn't know then, but we know now that was a surging 49er team that took a two-score lead in the first half and the Titans, yeah, was at home, had to come back. Yep. For a really tough for a really tough win. I mean, they you know that those guys that they did outpunch some teams that maybe you didn't expect them to without Derrick Henry. And and I think that's it's a credit to Tannehill. It's also a credit to their defense. I mean, I don't know if there was a single unit in football that was more improved from the start of the season to the end of the season than Tennessee's defense. Yeah. I'm not caving on this. I I don't want these middle-tier quarterbacks, but why I'm okay with this more than Baker Mayfield is there is an out in his contract after this season, so you're not having to commit to him for a long time, and you're not also trading a first-round pick for him. So Mm, you can take a flyer, third, second-round pick, whatever, on him. If it works out this year, then you can keep his contract going. But this year he has a $38 million cap hit. I'm okay with that for one year. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, he has three more years on his contract, which you can get out of, which is which is what I really love. People in the comment, I, I, my computer died. Um, <laughs> my computer's having a similar morning to the rest of us. Um, Does it need coffee? Just pour it on there. I bet the comment section is saying, like, that is so much money. And, and someone in the comments earlier was saying something about Jimmy G. That no, one want, no one's going to want to take on that $25 million. It's like $25 million in today's day and age for quarterbacks is just nothing. Yep. Um, you know, the Broncos have been have been shopping in the bargain bin with these 18, 20 million dollar quarterbacks and what happens? You get bargain style quarterback play. Honestly, 25 million is now bargain for a starting quarterback it and is. that's where you don't want to be is in the bargain bin. You do not. So, um, you're going to if you want to win, you're going to pay a quarterback 30 million dollars or you draft them. And that's why drafting quarterbacks is at an all-time premium right now. Um, because if you hit on that, you're saving I mean, 
you you're saving upwards of thirty million dollars a year on that position. If if it hits, you look like a genius. Yep, you absolutely do. Um, all right, a couple other guys, Carson Wentz. We know the Colts, especially here in Indianapolis, <sighs> are not. Big Wentz fans right now. And I think the last taste in everyone's mouth of Carson Wentz is a terrible one. It is an awful one. It is so bad because of just how bad they looked against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Specifically, he did to miss out on the playoffs. But Carson Wentz, in terms of numbers... He had a great season last year, guys. Oh, jeez. He had a great he, he had a, 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 a great season, no doubt, in terms of numbers. But it's funny. We, talk about, we just talked about what Ryan Tannehill did and was able to keep doing when the Titans lost Derrick Henry. You could argue right now that Jonathan Taylor is Derrick Henry's equal. Yeah. And well. even with JT back there, Carson Wentz, all they had, all they had to do was win one of their last two games. They were favored in both. One of them was at home against the Raider, a Raiders team that, at that moment, they'd beaten the Broncos the week before. They'd beaten the Browns when they were decimated by COVID the week before that. That was not an impressive Raiders team at that point, right? Yeah. And I mean, basically, that the Colts and in particular Carson Wentz just choked. Yeah. They came up small in the big moment. Yeah, and here's the thing. Um, Philly kind of leaked out like Carson Wentz sucks as a dude. Yes. Um, and then I think as we're starting to see in Indianapolis, he's already worn thin on people there. I think that that, that thing around him mm-hmm. is probably going to make this his last stop as someone's plan A starting quarterback. I mean, think about this with the Colts. They are willing to have a fifth starting quarterback in five seasons. Fifth different quarterback because luck – Set Rivers Wentz, and they're willing to go to another to to turn the page to another guy. Yep. Just, and I I think that says a lot when you have a statistically impressive season, and yet a franchise that is on contingency contingency plan C is willing to go to contingency plan D because their plan, all of course, was Andrew Luck, and that didn't work out because of injuries, and they're willing to say, look, let's just. Let's spin. Let's spin the wheel. Like it's kind of like last week. Let's you know. Do you take the result of the fir- of the of of the first spin Roulette, of the wheel, yeah. or do you go again? And they want to go again. They're spin again. Yep, they, it they, doesn't matter they, what I do. For them, the same yeah. Guy. For them, the devil they don't know is better than the devil they do know. Which I think, unfortunately, says a lot about Carson Wentz and. Like you said, what type of what type of guy you're getting? Yep. It does. It, it it absolutely does, and I think that's a huge thing that teams should pay attention to. Some team is not going to pay attention to that. Some team mm-hmm. is going to get blinded, and what they're going to say is in the past five years, Carson Wentz per 17 game schedule has averaged 31 touchdowns and 11 interceptions per season in the past five years, nearly wow. three to one touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, that uh, He's averaging 4,000 yards on a 17 game. I mean, he is someone that someone's just going to say, absolutely, Let, let's get him, see what happens. And it could be the Broncos. Now, I think if the Colts look to trade him, they're going to try to get a first-round pick back for him because they had to give that up, but yep. they're not They're not going to get that. It's going to be a minimal. Uh, you're, you're not going to have to give up that much to get him. Would you trade a second for him? No, I no, absolutely not. No, I'm done with 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 these quarterbacks. But I think a team will. Okay. Here's a hell of a stat for you. Last year, when the Colts threw 35 or more times, 0 and 5 
and Carson Wentz through yeah. 35 or more times. Yeah, I mean, true. it was very much like he, very much when he had to carry the team, the team, the team tumbled. Yep. So I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, it's now granted it's a it's a friendly contract. It's basically a year to year contract. That's what he's got going for him. But yeah, I I, I think it, I I think Carson Wentz. Maybe I would feel differently if you were not coming off of a year in which Teddy Bridgewater was the best quarterback empirically that you've had since Peyton Manning, and it still wasn't good enough. I feel like you basically kind of move a half step forward in performance, but the team result would be the same. Okay, I'm going to throw a couple names out, and you guys can say yes or no quickly. Taylor Heineke. <laughs> <laughs> Is no. that your answer? Uh, Mace? No. Um, if Spano was here, he would say yes. Sam Darnold. Nope. Nice. If Rod, I'll quote Rod Smith. Hell no. <laughs> oh, there we go. <sighs> Daniel Jones. Oh God, no. Nice. No. No. You th- were you thinking about it? <sighs> I'm thinking. He's like, thinking about it. Okay, we got a thinker here. Can, the only reason I'm thinking is that, you know, three years ago, David Cutcliffe, when I was doing radio over the old old Orange and Blue station, did such a wonderful sales job. On Daniel of Daniel Jones, that I basically rethought everything I thought I knew about Daniel Jones, and I look I think highly of Cutcliffe because of, especially because of his work with the Mannings and shoot if you can win at Duke, it, you can you're a great coach right if you're if you win it with Duke football, but man I just I feel like I feel like Daniel Jones would just be, I mean you might if you might as well just go with Drew Locke because they're basically the same guy at this point. Okay. So they're, the, the, uh, they're 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 they they have tools but they're flawed. The Cardinals just uh extended Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime. No way. Yeah. Oh wow. wow. Did they they didn't do it last night, huh? Uh, well, well, we, maybe that's why we didn't see. It. Wow, big time. <clears throat> All right, anyone else? <laughs> uh Andy Andy Dalton. Uh hell no. If you want to, oh <laughs> if you want to have a year like the Bengals did in oh, nineteen, solid tank job. I'm just yeah, I if, like that. If you want to, if you want to tank, but kind of look semi competent at times. Yep, and have a semi have a semi competent quarterback. Then Andy's your guy. Okay, right. Ryan, you've turned down everything. I think I got one that you're going to be open to. All right, Jalen Hurts. Yes, Mace. Hundred percent. Undo P, baby. Yeah, let's let's do that. Um, and that that's something that could be a possibility if the Eagles uh, draft a guy in the first round because they have a lot of capital. Yep. I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round. They probably I, I won't. They, they Especially pretty, with this yeah. draft class. But well, they seem pretty committed to Hurts, don't they? They aren't do. they, Allie? They, yes. I think they are committed to Hurts, and there's a lot of other places the Eagles need to fill with these first-round picks, so I don't think they'll go after a quarterback. But, but they have the capital to right. say, hey, right. we're going to package all three of ours to move up to number two or something like that. Yep. Philly um, fans would riot. Yeah. <laughs> Philly fans would number riot two, no moving matter up to what number they two. They, they know what that's about. Um, okay, well, then, well, one more then really quick. Um, Gardner Minshew. Uh, I would – I, I wouldn't mind him. I, I do, the hardest thing about this for me is like, what's the ceiling? What what what's the best case scenario? Uh, he gets you the number one overall pick. Exactly. So let me just get Andy Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it'd be way more entertaining with Gardner Minshew. It I mean, would be more entertaining. It's you know, f- it'd be funnier. 
Um, it, okay. We'd have more bits on the podcast. Would. Almost a yeah. four to one career touchdown to interception ratio. Four to one. All right. Could you go ten and seven with Gardner Minshew? Yes. yes. But okay. I, that's ter- you don't want to do that. Even you don't want to be a playoff team. You, n- n- not really. Not, okay. if, not if you a, don't have a chance to win. It's an interesting kind of debate because. You get in the playoffs, then by definition, you have a shot. You can get hot. Who I mean, who knows? I mean, who saw Tennessee going from nine and seven to the AFC Championship game with Ryan Tannehill back in in the twenty nineteen season? But we've seen more and more a team gets in as a low seed, gets it, you know, gets its wind and its sails. And look at the Forty ers this past year with Jimmy Garoppolo, and then then there they are sitting, you know a blown lead away from going to the Super Bowl. And Nathaniel Hackett, look, he basically, another guy who, as an offensive coordinator, was a blown lead from going to the Super Bowl back with Blake Bortles. So I guess with, with Minshew, okay. first of all, he's very affordable because <laughs> last year was rookie deal. You'd probably be able to get him for a late third or fourth round pick. And I think there's actual value. You may, I know you probably disagree. I think there's value for this franchise in going ten and seven and sneaking but, in the playoffs. But to, to me, the, the the problem with that is that's the ceiling, or my perceived mm-hmm. ceiling that I'm putting on it. Yeah, and in, in, it almost never works out that way where you actually hit the ceiling. So you, if you just miss the ceiling, congratulations, you're eight and nine. Yeah, or and that's a terrible place. Or, or you're seven and ten like you were this year. I it's mean, it's an awful place to be. Yeah. But it, and I think the only, the thing is. I could be, I, I could be tempted by Gardner Minshew just because I think the cost would be relatively affordable. Oh my gosh! Oh, cost being affordable, quarterback. Put that in the same sentence. I hate it. I know. I know yeah. you do. <laughs> uh, speaking of, I want to make you like last year though. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna stay consistent on that. I, I, I like the Elon that he brings. Mm-hmm. Good word. Good word. Thank Round you. of applause. Um, <laughs> Elon, that's college, right? It is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Elon University now, actually. I actually uh, was going to go there. Oh. It was between Elon and CU. Wow. It's a very small school. Shout out to CU for for bringing it up. By the way, Colorado. What was uh, Elon's previous uh, nickname? Because they're the Phoenix now. Were they something like the Flashes? The Fighting Christians. Oh, wow. Those two uh. things. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Zach, you were talking about affordable and how you didn't like that. What if I could make you like something that was affordable? I would love that. Okay, yeah, cool. If it's not quarterback, I'd love it. <laughs> great, I'm great. In. Ranch Rider uh, mm. can be your quarterback in terms of leading you to the promised land of having a nice buzz. Um, so shout out Ranch Rider. These things are legitimately delicious. Round of applause yeah, for uh, Ranch yeah, Rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good job, good job, Ranch Rider. They were actually the the first ever to put ranch water in a can. Oh, so round yeah, of applause. That really that. is. Yeah, applause, yeah, yeah. Did a great job. Uh, these things are delicious. Um, there's this one. I forget what it's called always. It's just the one with the jalapeno. Mm. Uh, it's fantastic. Yep. Really, really the good. The Paloma uh, all the, the way. Yes. The Paloma is also really good. Um, you got you, you guys got to try these. Um, I feel like a lot of people, like they try the Breck Brews and then they tag us in it. I want to be tagged in some Ranch mm. Rider because – you, when you try this, you'll be like, oh, my God, you guys were so right. These things yep. are amazing. Yep. Um, as always, I like my beverages a little colder. Pour it on ice, throw a lime in there, and now you've got an ice-cold beverage, uh, and it's delicious. So hit up our friends over at Ranch Rider. And if, speaking of affordable, use the code DNVR over at Lightshade Dispensary. 
25% off. Yeah, 25% off over at Light Shade Dispensary in any of their 10 locations, I believe, really soon to be 11 and also online. Check them out. Right now, they've got Ripple, which is a fast acting dissolvable, and it's clinically proven to hit two times faster than the leading gummy, and it starts absorbing within 10 minutes. So you You're get it that. Hits different? It, it does. It really hits different and claps for hitting different. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. It feels good. And if you use that code DNVR over at Light Shade, you'll get 25% off. Check them out whether you're a connoisseur or a casual consumer. They've got everything you need, and use that code DNVR. All right. I'm uh, down the rabbit hole, by the way, of old Elon College logos. <laughs> How they represented a fighting Christian, right? Let's see it. Yeah, like that's, that's this uh, one here. Like a that's with a beard. It's, they've all got a beard with no mustache. Oh, they're all perfect. Yeah, that's yes. like uh, and there's Amish? one there's yes. one that they had. Yeah. You probably can't see it here, but it yeah, looks a little bit like. Can't. Yeah, you can. <laughs> no, you can kind of see. Oh, it looks a little like the. Thank you, BK. It looks a little like the wow. Notre Dame yeah, logo. Yeah. Look at that. Let's go. Yeah, this is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This is this is the the rabbit hole I find myself in. Yeah, when I went to basis. go visit Elon University, it was a cloudy, rainy day. The tour was terrible. I was with my grandma. I, it wasn't exciting. I went to visit CU, and CU was just so beautiful. Yeah. So it was so, a pretty so easy. So it was choice. vibes thing. Yeah, vibes all it, the way. The only, really, the only thing that uh, Burlington, North Carolina, has on Boulder in its favor is Bojangles. Aside from that, mm. I think you got to go with Boulder. There you yep. go. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we have any super chats we need we to hit? We do. All right. All right let's we get to We actually do. Um, we've got Stephen so here. <laughs> yeah. uh, we've got Stephen. I mean, it's an early show, so, you yeah, know, yeah. it yeah. took a little. We've got uh, around 153 people in the chat, maybe two. Yeah. So Shout give us you. a thumbs up. But, okay, Stephen here sent a super chat saying, as always, DNVR is killing it with a heart. Thank you, Stephen. Stephen, thank you. Thank you. And then we've got the Mr. Bernardi three. I I don't know. Donation to the coffee fund with oh, signs pointing. Hey, to hey, thank yes. you. Yes, thank you for the coffee with signs pointing Rogers back to the pack. Give me Russ a rookie. Last chance for Locke in that order. Thanks to DMVR for the coverage. It's a good, that's yep, a good order. I can get behind that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, is that it? Yes, that is it. All right, cool. Let's jump into the comment section on thednvr.com. Become a member. We'll read your comments and questions every single day. First one here comes in from Sound Guy, who says the Broncos' mismanagement of the QB room comes down to one name. Brett Rippin. <laughs> what? Oh, boy. <laughs> here we go. Brett Rippin was a UDFA three years ago. This was the last rookie investment the Broncos made at quarterback. No one in the Broncos organization believes Brett Rippin is a starting NFL quarterback, including Brett Rippin. That's sad. Uh, in the last two years, they, the Broncos haven't drafted any rookies in any round to improve the quarterback room. Prior to 2016 draft, we had a good roster with a glaring hole at quarterback. We drafted a rookie, brought in a cheap vet, and had one possible starter from the previous year. It looks like we're back in the same situation. Let's not fool ourselves. Trubisky, Wentz, Mariota are all just another Sanchez. I mean, and this is this is what I go to is you have to invest in the position, and the Broncos just simply haven't done it. And this is another good reminder that Brett Rippon was the last guy that they – brought in as a rookie yeah it's pretty crazy not investing in in the position especially when you don't have it like right. it, it's crazy even if you have like a guy to not just take one in the sixth round one year to take a flyer on him but especially when you don't have them it would be like ranch rider not investing in cans 
it's a bold move. It's a bold move. I mean, there's we just have these yeah. plastic things that you, you people just drink out of your hands <laughs> as you dump it in their mouth. I mean, there's logic to picking a day three quarterback every year, even when you have the guy. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I go to the Church of Ron Wolf on this. Mm. Just you know. Just because you have Brett Favre headed for the Hall of Fame doesn't mean you don't bring in Matt Hasselbeck. Doesn't mean you don't, you know, that you, you don't bring in Ty Detmer and that and Mark Brunel and then ship them off and uh, get increased value back. Does I that mean, church have fighting Christians, Mace? It might. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it might. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how religious of a man that uh, Ron Wolf was. I do know that Ron Wolf or is because he's still with us. I do know that in an online <laughs> chat <laughs> 22 years ago. Way to go, Ron. Yeah. Uh, he's, Ronnie, in, Ron, he, Ron. Uh, he's, he's in his 80s. He's still getting around. But uh, he did late in his Packers time, he would do these online chats. And uh, there was a question that was asked of him about what you think of, uh, of people who perceive the Packers as I forget what. And his response was, they are full of crap. Mm. <laughs> right there, right there. You hope that's so, what Aaron Rodgers thinks. Someone who's not yeah. full of crap, Melbourne Bronco, who says, hey, guys, uh, if Peyton signs Teddy, I think that guarantees we draft a quarterback, and I think Teddy can be signed for less than $20 million. What teams would be interested in him at $20 million plus? I don't think the list is very long. Cheers. Here's what gets you is Teddy is one of the top, if not the top, free agent on the market. That's what would drive his price up, but I do agree. I think his price is coming down and won't be $20 million. And I think uh, a team that even with their cap situation might have been tempted to give him more than others would have been New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And Sean Payton, but of course Payton is now retired. Now you've still got the same coaches there. And I think as tight as their situation is, if I were betting on Teddy going anywhere, if the Saints don't bring back Winston coming off the injury, I would think New Orleans would be in play for him. Next Fair one enough. coming in from Bronk Oilers. As if Payton feels like there's not a lot of separation in this draft and there's a lot of value in the middle rounds, then this may be the best opportunity to take a first-round quarterback despite the perceived weakness of the group. If there's no blue-chip guy available when we pick uh, but Peyton, or but Pickett, Corral, and Howell are there, I think it provides a good chance to snag a potential franchise guy without missing out on an opportunity pass the, to upgrade the pass rusher in offensive line. In fact, I could see a scenario where they trade down and acquire an extra pick and still get their top quarterback. I could completely see that scenario as well. And maybe it's a combination of two trades. A trade down, and you pick up an extra round two pick, and then a trade packaging a couple of those round twos back into round one, and that's where you get your quarterback. Could definitely see that happen. I could see it, too. It doesn't make any sense. If, yeah. you, if you like a quarterback, you take him a nine. I, I mean, that's my thing. If you're willing yeah, to you, move. you can trade up. If you're willing to move Thanks, back, BK. you don't love the guy. Yep. And, unless, you, unless you know he's going to be there. I mean. But you can never know. That's so risky right. it, to, for your guy. Yep. I it's mean, your guy. if they, right. like, if, look, but you're also – Part of your intel is is scouting the rest of the league, right? If you decide that Sam Howell is your guy and you can get him at at 22, then you try to finagle it to get him at 22 and get extra value elsewhere. But the the key word there is try, and you may fail. And if that's your plan at quarterback, that means you've already passed on trading for a guy. That means you already passed on free agents. Then you're you're SOL. You're in big trouble. I mean, I get get what you're saying, but if if you've decided that your guy is somebody who's going to go at the end of the first round, then I think you can position yourself accordingly. From Pick Tosser 66, great stuff, fellas. Love rolling with you guys year-round, but especially this time of year. And I love that you guys are able to get a better feel for Hackett. Can share with us. I am so in on this guy. 
for those that aren't sure about him yet, uh, just think about this. Aaron Rodgers likes practically nobody, has no lasting relationships, and he loves Hackett. Hackett can connect with anyone, and that is what a great leader needs to be able to do. And, and I'll just say this. Um, I, I loved Nathaniel Hackett on the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm even I'm higher yeah. on him now yeah. than yeah. I was mm-hmm. 24 hours ago. <laughs> yes, we, I think that we could, you can speak for all of us yeah, there yeah. On, uh, on that. Sir James Radio says, Mace, with shows being exclusive to different streaming services I, that I don't have, spoiler tags last as long as they need to. I also see <laughs> Darnold and Baker on the same level of underachieving. Baker didn't have to deal with being surrounded by the utter void of talent within Adam Gase in New York or having an entire offense designed around one guy who's good for about eight games a season like in Carolina. Also, I am the entirety of the Sam Darnold fan club, so I guess that disclaimer should be noted. However, all sh- all should be or all are welcome. We meet every second Tuesday of the month with free punch and cookies. That sounds good to the punch and yeah, cookies. Yeah, it does. It does. But you have to put up with watching Sam Darnold all the time. That's the problem. So yeah, he didn't like you true. two shutting down uh, Sam Darnold earlier. Well, sorry. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I to mean, tell you. He, th- look, he has his last two touchdown interception ratios are nine to eleven and nine to thirteen. You can just oh, say, look, yikes. he sucks. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, you you do you have negative twice in a row in this day and age. <laughs> You can't so play. Bad. I'm sorry. You can't really, play. really he bad. He did have that 50-yard touchdown run on the Broncos, though. He did. That was really cool. It's probably not, the not highlight really, of his career. Not really cool. He yep, yep. Justin Simmons. Yeah, yes, he did. <laughs> Big time. And last one coming in from Caleb Chahuha says, what do you guys make of Pickett not being on time for his interview today? Oh Does it actually hurt his sock? His media interview? Everybody was late. Everyone, Everyone was late. Was Caleb, late. Yeah, Caleb, Caleb Ellaby was like 15 minutes late. Okay. And that, if they're late. You can't draft late, any of these guys. That's not, okay. And remember, they are shepherded. Cancel the draft well, no, yeah. But remember, they're, in all seriousness, these guys are shepherded here by NFL yeah, someone else's fault. personnel. Yep. If they are not at their presser at 8 a.m. or 8.30 30 their time, it's not on them. Yeah, these Not guys that. aren't, like, out drinking here. They, right. they're, they're smarter than that. I mean, if he blows off a team interview that's <laughs> they up might be in the in suites drinking. at the stadium, that's <laughs> right, what, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, unless he was late. Yeah, if he was late to, like, a, the Broncos interview, then I would say that's a problem. But even I mean, that would be darn near impossible because – I mean, it's so regimented. It's you know, yeah. it, every every I think fifteen minutes, kind of the 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 the, the, the horn goes off, and then it's essentially they, speed go, dating. Yeah, you go to the next class. Yeah, it, right, right, as it were, right. They Don't, ring the bell. Yep. Yeah. Don't forget though, uh, and we just talked. Maybe we talked about this on the pod, but Dak Prescott was late for his flight to mm-hmm. get to meet with the Broncos, and so he missed his flight, and that was a big reason why the Broncos didn't pick him. Yeah, it definitely didn't help. Yeah, uh, and, mm. and you could envision a world where he makes that flight. He comes. Kubiak loves him. They don't draft Paxton Lynch. Yep. They draft Dak. Yep. Instead, um, Kubiak's hey. here. Johnny John John's here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything's you know sunshine and rainbows. Um, all right. That's all we have in the comments. That's all we have for today. But before we go, guys. I just think we need one last round of applause from everyone here. We did the very tough job of uh, drinking and talking football all night and then waking up and talking more football. It's really difficult. Without drinking. With, yeah, exactly. Yeah. With drinking coffee. Yeah, and so yeah. good job on us. We did it. It's yeah, tough yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, but we made it through. What and, uh, true heroes here. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. real yeah. heroes. Was it all football? Because I found it was a lot of kind of just – It actually wasn't that much. Yeah, yeah. it was a lot of life – personal interest type of conversation yeah, that had last night. Yeah. That's, that's actually tougher than talking football. So, you know, <laughs> wow. good job on us. Good job on us. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us today. The DNVR Broncos podcast. 
We'll be back with you tomorrow. Thanks for riding with us here in Indy, and uh, hit us with a like on your way out. Don't